What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, strap in. Okay, it's going to be a wild ride today. Get excited for this episode. Just get excited. It's going to be good things, positive things, happy things. And if you're an OG listener, hey, go, hey, hey, boy, hey, what's poppin'? What's good? How you doing? I'm so glad to have you here tuned in for another episode of Manifest Daily. So my loves, I love to start off the episode by setting the scene. Y'all know I love to give you tea on what's going on IRL in real life. Okay, if you didn't know what that meant, because y'all, it was a minute before I knew what that meant. I was like, why is everybody saying Earl? What is an Earl? Girl, it means in real life. Okay, that's, let me just tell you that if you didn't know. Now you know, now I'll put you on to some game. So right now it is currently November 11th. It's 9 p.m. Yes, yes, ma'am. 9 p.m. Central Time. It is nighttime. The the sun has gone down. I'm in my room. I have my lamps on right now. I've set the little ambiance for y'all. I got a candle going. It is my, what is this one? I think it's bourbon pumpkin candle going for you guys. So imagine the scent of like pumpkin spice, a little bit of yellow light with the lamps. It is just a vibe. We are vibing over here. That's what we're doing. I'm in sweats. I'm in my bonnet. Y'all already know when the bonnet comes on I'm not gonna see nobody for the rest of the night I'm not doing anything for the rest of the night baby you're not gonna see me on Instagram stories or anything what I'm doing is getting in my bed I'm going to sleep I'm about to read my book but I just got off a call with my friends T and B hey guys hey <laughs> if you guys are listening but we were just having a chat like a little girls catch up and I don't know I feel like whenever I talk to my friends or talk to my family anything like that. I just feel so energized from the conversation and from just sitting and being able to catch up with people that I know and love. And it was just such a nice chat. I enjoyed it so, so much. And I got off the phone and I was about to get in bed and read my book. I'm about to tell y'all what I'm reading in a second, but I I was about to get in bed and read my book, but I was like, should I record a podcast episode? I said, not me about to record at 9 p.m. on a Thursday. 
like, I don't have work tomorrow, but baby, what is responsibility? I was like, let me just get on the, get on the mic and sit down and record because I'm in such a high energy, good mood. And I want to share that with you guys. So that's what we're doing. Uh, really quick. I want to tell y'all what I'm reading because I know y'all love the book recs. I often, or not often, I always actually post what I'm reading over on Instagram. So if you're into psychological thrillers, fiction books, even nonfiction spirituality books, like uh, things like that, go check out my Instagram. All of the stuff in my book hub highlights on Instagram so far has been psychological thrillers, but I am going to be getting back into reading my nonfiction books. Right now I'm actually reading Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. It's a book about success and what makes successful people. I may or may not do an episode on that. And I'm also going to be reading a book called The Power of Imagination. It's a Neville Goddard compilation, I believe. And I think I'll also be doing an episode on that for the podcast. So I'm reading these books for y'all. Okay, for me, for me too, but for y'all, because I want to bring you guys some juicy episodes with the content and the information that I find in those books. But right now, I'm actually reading this book called Humans, and it's so interesting. It's not a psychological thriller at all. So if you are into psych thrillers and that's all you read, I get it. This one's a little different. It is fiction, but basically the whole premise of the book is that this alien has like inhabited this scientist. It, no, not a scientist. He's a mathematician. Well, I guess math is a science. Girl, I don't know. Anyways, so he's a mathematician. So the alien like inhabits and takes over his body because this mathematician has solved this equation, which is like a real life thing. It's like an equation that exists in math where like if we were to solve it, then basically we would be able to like make our computers faster. We'd be able to like do a lot of stuff with like time travel. Girl, I don't know. It's just a bunch of stuff they were saying in the book. So basically the alien found out like his people found out that this dude solved the equation and they're like yo the humans aren't ready like this equation is so advanced in terms of technological advancements and stuff like that that we could do with it but we as humans are not necessarily prepared in a mature way (laughs) mature and psychological way to do the good things that we need to do with this we would like mess up the universe basically is what he's saying so the alien has come to earth to learn who the mathematician has told about this equation because essentially he's ha- he has to eliminate them. That's how he says it. He's like, I got to eliminate them. So far, it's a really interesting book because it's sort of like this tale where you're hearing this alien experience human life and being very not used to it, of course, because he is, you know, an alien. So to him, we are the aliens, like we are foreign. And so he's going through our day-to-day life and he's sort of like telling it from this perspective of like, I don't know why human do this. Or he's kind of like, almost like he's like basically shit talking like all the things that we do as humans. But it's so funny because as a human, obviously reading this book, I'm like, it is funny that we do this or it is weird that this is a thing or like, why is this a part of society? So it's almost like a very, what is the word? Satirical? I think I'm saying that wrong, but it's like satire in a way where he's sort of coming for humanity and kind of dissecting the different parts of humanity in a very funny way. But it's also kind of not funny because he's like totally, he just does not like humans. He's like, I, he basically kept talking about the noses for a whole part of the chapter and was like, why are their noses like this? Like, why do they protrude? I was like, baby, I don't know. We got to breathe. Okay. We got, we got to, we got to inhale somehow, you know, it is a really good book so far. I'm enjoying it. I would highly recommend that you guys check it out. If you're into fiction and you're looking for something a little bit different so far, so good. I would say with this one, obviously it's not like a scary book or anything like that, but it is pretty interesting in the way that it's written and told. And there are a lot of big words in there. So I'm, I'm definitely increasing my vocabulary. So another quick thing I want to 
to update you guys on is I got finger tattoos, you guys. Y'all, so if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I posted this story a while back where I was just like, I want to get finger tattoos, but I was like, I don't know what I want to get or I don't know if I want to get it for real, for real. When Tolu was here, we went to the tattoo shop and she ended up getting a tattoo. And then I was like, let me just go ahead and get these finger tattoos. Y'all, I'm going to say this. If you have never, no, let me, let me back up. If you've gotten a tattoo before, you know, typically your it depends on your pain threshold. I have a super high pain threshold. So for me, uh, like pretty much all my tattoos haven't been that bad. Like, yes, it's painful because it's like a needle going into your skin, but they haven't been that bad. The only one that was really painful for me so far was my sternum tattoo because I don't have a lot of like fat in that area. So it's pretty much them tattooing my ribs, like on the bone, on my sternum. These finger tattoos, <laughs> a whole different ball game like when I tell you I have one that's right under my cuticle on my middle finger uh one under my cuticle on my pinky and then my index and then one that's on my ring finger the one that was under my cuticle on my middle finger y'all I I was in pain I was like this is the worst tattoo like even worse than my sternum one it was so painful and if you can imagine like if you get your nails done and stuff like that you know like if they ever clip your cuticle when you got a nail shop and it'd be the it, it'd just be the worst pain because they'd be clipping your cuticle and all of a sudden there'd be some acetone on it and it's like yo why you gotta pour salt in the wound like it's unnecessary so it's like that feeling times 10 times 100 maybe <laughs> times 100 and I don't want to scare anyone who like wants a tattoo because I honestly feel like they aren't that bad. Like depends on the area you get it on, obviously. But if any of you guys out there want to get finger tattoos, um, prepare yourself. Just prepare yourself. The ones everywhere else was fine because they were like dots and stuff like that. And the one that was on my ring finger was closer to my knuckle. So that one wasn't that bad at all. But the cuticle area, the cuticle area <laughs> almost took me out almost took me out I was like girl (laughs) I had to get some ice cream after that because I was like this is just a lot there's a lot happening here anyways my loves I have one more quick announcement before we get into today's episode and that is that we are officially hosting the giveaway like it's happening right right now as you guys listen to this episode so if you don't follow me on Instagram Go over to Instagram. Literally, all you have to do to enter the giveaway is follow me on Instagram and tag three friends in the comments. That's literally all you have to do. And for a bonus entry, you can leave a five-star review of the podcast and send me a screenshot when you send in your review so I can know like it's you and know that you left that review. But that is all you have to do to enter the giveaway. And I am so excited because obviously, you know, the fact that we're hosting this giveaway means that we have surpassed 500,000 downloads to the podcast, which is insane. Like I told a friend yesterday T actually it's B banana Tanya banana hi hi B how you doing um so I told her yesterday um in the group chat and she was just kind of remembering when I had a lot of moments when I first started where I was just like should I keep doing this like no one's listening like do you think I should like keep doing this because I feel like when you're at the start of something new oftentimes you don't know if you're on that right path and sometimes it can feel like you're not because you're not seeing the results that you want to see and it can be a little bit discouraging but for anyone out there who started something new whether that be a content creation business whether that be a more traditional business and 
in-person business or maybe it's something like school or just a different path that you've taken in life if you truly have felt called to that thing and if you intuitively feel like that thing is for you keep going no matter how you know small the results may seem no matter how slow it may seem to be going just keep going because if you really feel in your heart like that thing is for you then it is for you and it is up to you to hold that faith and keep going and I'm so so happy I did I had so many moments where you know wanted to quit or whatever but I would get really nice messages from you guys where you were like I listened to this podcast episode and it's exactly what I'm going through right now I need to hear this and it's like I just feel that deep connection and I'm really really happy to say that we have reached this number of downloads I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in for sharing on Instagram every time you share on Instagram I try to post as many of them as I can on stories but thank you for sharing on Instagram thank you for tagging me for sharing with your friends for recommending the podcast for being so kind in my messages for sending the literally the kindest messages that I could ever read and ah, it just makes me so happy and I wanted to just give back with a giveaway for you guys so I will always be doing more giveaways like I just love giveaways I feel like there's such a fun way to like give back to your community especially the people that are supporting you and whatever you're doing and so hopefully this is something that you guys uh enjoy in terms of me giving back but for the giveaway it's gonna be three different items or not well I think it's like more than three it's like four it's a coach wallet a uh what is the other thing I'm giving away a pack of these beautiful like positive affirmation cards that I actually like saw when I was browsing different like cards and journals and things to include in the giveaway and then I also got some stuff from a small business called homebody candle company it's run by this woman named Elle who's like the sweetest woman and she just makes handmade products candles body bars perfumes all that good stuff so I picked up a couple items from her shop as well to include in the giveaway and one thing I want to do with future giveaways is to always have a small business in there just to kind of support and give back to small businesses as well hopefully you guys have already seen it on Instagram if you have you I'm sure you've entered by now but if you haven't my Instagram is linked in the show notes and it is at the manifest daily I know that for those of you guys who listen not every one of you has an Instagram so for that I would say definitely feel free to like make a quick one just to enter the giveaway like I won't feel away if you just make a quick one to enter the giveaway I know not not everyone's like on social media like that but um that is a part of this specific giveaway but yeah thank you again you guys for helping us get to 500,000 plus downloads and next stop is one milli okay one milli big milio <laughs> so I'm excited for that I hope you are too but yeah okay this has been a super long intro and I know the people there are people out there who like don't like the super long intros clearly you're not for this potty um click out here I'm sure you already clicked out by this time if because y'all I've been talking <laughs> I've been talking for a minute it is what it is today we're chatting about tips to stay productive while managing a lot of things and not burning out I know I did a part one for this episode already you guys love that like when I tell you like I was looking at the the analytics and the feedback for that specific episode I didn't think it was going to do that well because it was kind of like less of the spiritual and kind of more of this grounded practical stuff which you know I love to talk about too okay it's a it's a balance over here I'm a Taurus I got to stay grounded but I didn't think it would do that well so I wanted to bring you guys a second version 
of that because I asked on Instagram, of course, what you guys want to hear this week. And the majority of the votes were actually for this specific episode. So let's go ahead and dive into it because I have five more tips for you guys on how to stay productive. A lot of these tips, by the way, are geared towards like they're, they're productive for or they could be productive tips for anyone. But I will say a lot of the language I use may be geared towards like work. But you can obviously apply this to just life, school, whatever you're doing in your life that you are juggling like a bunch of things, whatever it is, apply it to that. Even if I may use like verbiage that is related to work. So just know that. Anyways, my loves, grab your water, grab your tequila, grab a little hot chocolate because baby, it's nighttime. It's cozy. We are bundled up. I'm in my cardigan. Okay, I'm in my cardigan right now. In my bonnet. Yes, ma'am. So get you a hot chocolate on me. Okay, well, it's like kind of like on me a little bit. Put a couple marshmallows in there. Let's get spicy tonight. Some cayenne pepper and some marshmallows. And let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. The first tip I have for you guys is setting boundaries at work or school and to make sure that you turn off your notifications for your communication tools at a certain time. So at my company, we use a software called Slack. You, If you have heard of it, you know what it is. But if you haven't heard of it, think of like, y'all remember AIM when you could like do your little, um your status and stuff like that. And you could like chat with people and stuff online. So basically it's like AIM except for businesses. So it's just a big old chat <laughs> where everyone in the company is there and we can talk to each other. It's like Microsoft Teams kind of too. What I mean by that is like set notifications for when you are available, when you are open to talking, when you're open to working, when your team or your colleagues can communicate with you. And basically when it's out of that time and it's, it's time for you to go to bed or it's time for you to do your morning routine and you're not available for work, make sure that they know that you are not available to communicate or to do work at that time. So part of setting boundaries at work or at school or wherever involves also planning your response for whenever your boundaries are crossed. I think this can be such an anxiety provoking situation. If someone messages you and it's after hours or someone, you know, asks you to do something, especially if you are in a position where you're not, you know, necessarily a manager and it's someone who's above you in status, quote unquote, at work where they're asking you to do something out of hours, you may feel pressured or you may feel obligated to do something because that person is your boss or because that person is in a place of authority. What's really good is like ahead of time practicing what you would say or what you would do in those situations. So I know for me, one of the things I have done is communicated really clearly what my working hours are. Our team at my job, everyone works all over the world. So we all work different hours because some people are in European time zones. Some people are in Eastern. Some people are in Mountain. I'm in Central. And so I've made it clear that, hey, I'm online from these hours to these hours. So typically I'm online from nine to six every single day. I might step out for lunch, obviously, or out for a coffee, which I changed my status at work. But I've made it clear because there have been a couple of instances where I first started where people would message me outside of those working hours because they didn't know my working hours. And so often when we're thinking about things like boundaries and communication boundaries at work or at school, it is up to us to set those boundaries clearly and to communicate them clearly to whoever we need to. That way, if the boundaries are crossed, you know that the boundaries are crossed because maybe someone forgot or maybe they just don't care and you gotta, <laughs> that's a whole different issue, but maybe they just forgot. But if they don't know, then they don't know that they're crossing a boundary if they don't even know that 
that boundary has been set, if that makes sense. So speak up, make it known what your boundaries are and set those expectations of communication really, really clearly so people know exactly where you stand. So I did a little bit of research on this and actually found some really cool articles about organization in the workplace. So there was a study done by Nancy Rothbard and some others. You know how they put the et al in there? I'm gonna link these down in the show notes. I realized I should start linking the sources to you guys in case you wanna go and read these articles or look at to the research that I did specifically, but according to this study, remote work alters the traditional boundaries between work and non-work domains. Because segmentators, or basically people who are choosing to segment their work, prefer to keep work and non-work roles separate, a working situation that reduces boundaries, such as working from home, would ostensibly be incongruent with their preferences and result in misalignment. This inconsistency may make it difficult to strike a balance with work and non-work. So that was a lot. I know that was a lot I read it myself and I was like this is definitely giving like a psychology research paper which you know I love to read but that was a lot of words so basically what this is saying is that we're in a situation right now we're in a world right now where remote work is a lot more prominent before it was kind of like different if someone said I work from home like people would be like okay you're either an entrepreneur or you have like a tech job that's like really you know specific <laughs> where you can work from home but for a lot of people that wasn't the reality and now obviously we're living in a, a little bit of a different world where remote work is more normalized but now that remote work is more normalized we're seeing the lines between home and work being blurred in a very new way so it's really easy for you to kind of like step over your own boundaries because the place that you work the place that you sleep the place that you enjoy you know your entertainment and your recreational activities has now become the same place that you are doing your work that earns you your money and because of that it is very important to not only set boundaries with the communication when it comes to your team and when it comes to like how you know when people can communicate with you when they can contact you things like that but I think it's also important to set boundaries such as not working from bed or basically having a dedicated workspace we've talked about this in the last episode setting boundaries between where what is a workplace what is a relaxation space what is a sleep space for you and really blocking off those places in your home and compartmentalizing those spaces is going to help you stay more productive and set those boundaries there are also different things you can do such as turning off your video for virtual classes or for virtual meetings not checking your work emails in bed or telling your co-workers that when you're offline you're offline and that's it like they can contact you but you'll respond in the morning and they kind of like know that and have the expectations set from you so there are a lot of different ways that we can set boundaries specifically when it comes to work or school or all the different things that we're balancing but this is a really big piece of staying productive simply because it will allow you to work a little bit better when you know that like you're not going to get contacted for work things outside of work hours and you know that work hours are basically the time that you have dedicated to work and dedicated to kind of zone in and get in that space and do what you need to do and once you step outside of work hours and once it's past you know 5 or 6 p.m or whatever the case may be maybe your schedule is a little bit different with school or work but once you're past those hours then you have that time to yourself to devote to whatever it is that you want to do outside of work and outside of school
About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you wanna take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out.
So the next tip I have for you guys is to figure out when you're the most energized and productive and schedule your hardest tasks then. This is one that takes a little bit of figuring out because it really is something where you have to like get to know yourself and get to know how you work. I personally know that I work really well in the mornings. That's why I like to go to the gym in the mornings. I know for a lot of people they do like an afternoon, evening gym because it helps them to wind down before bed. I love a morning gym because honestly, once I get up and go to the gym and start my day with a workout, y'all, I'm just, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm like, all right, I did my workout. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling powerful. Like, let's get it. Let's go. And so for me, that's a huge part of my morning routine. Because of that, I like to schedule my hardest tasks or my most like energy. What is the word I'm looking for? Energetic draining, energetically draining the the hardest things. Okay. I like to schedule the hardest tasks in the morning specifically for that reason, because I know that once one, two, three o'clock hit, where's my energy? I don't know. She has gone. She has left the building. So I don't like to, you know, take a lot of meetings in the late afternoon, or I don't like to do a lot of like really hard things in the late afternoon. Now I do know that the way that I work is that I also get random bursts of energy at night. Hello, we are recording this podcast at 9 23 right now as we speak i also know that because i get like random bursts of energy at night sometimes i will do things like work later into the night or uh get up and you know record an episode or edit something or whatever the case may be but that is so sporadic that i don't necessarily depend on that as a work time like i don't say like seven to nine i'm gonna do this every single day because i know that that is so sporadic when i get those bursts of energy however from you know nine to twelve i know i'm good to get some stuff done okay so i will schedule a lot of the harder stuff then so figure out what that looks like for you kind of like do a couple like trial runs with it you might already know intuitively like you might know like oh yeah I'm definitely a night owl or I'm definitely like a morning person I think it also really helps if you have a job that is a little bit more flexible that can work around the hours when you are more productive but if you don't I think that's kind of something you have to learn how to figure out how to deal with it so for example if you are a night owl but you work in the day it's like maybe you have to figure out what different ways you can create some energy in the morning and maybe for you that is going to the gym in the morning to wake yourself up or I know some people will take like cold showers and things like that but y'all I don't know about my shower be hot as hell okay that's all I know I'd be burned up in that shower but you know do what you do do what you do anywho figure out when you're most productive and basically work around that and it's going to help so so much now that I schedule not now because it's something that I've kind of done for like a long time now but because I schedule a lot of those hard things in the morning and know that I'm really really energized in the morning and my energy sort of drops off and dips a lot after about 12 o'clock I just know that I tend to get a lot of stuff done in the morning when I prioritize those tasks a certain way so figure that out for yourself and figure out how to apply it to your current schedule My next tip is very specific to work and specific to the people that get a lot of emails. And this would be to automate your tasks. Now, I'm going to specifically call out automating your emails. So this is one where I like had to do this because I get a ton of emails at work, y'all. Like I have my email that I have that's like my email address for work. And then I have, there's another email that's like the social email where the emails from that get forwarded to me. So I'm getting emails for two different accounts essentially into my inbox. One thing that I ended up doing was that I set up certain automatic labels for emails. This way I can mass source and mass 
nastily email. So what this looks like is I have specific categories for each different type of email. So if something comes into my inbox and say it's tagged with, or, or say it has press in the headline, cause I get a lot of like press releases, things like that. All of those press releases, because they have press in the subject line or somewhere in the email, they will automatically get filtered into a label, a folder in my inbox that's for press emails. And from there, I can choose to mass delete. I can choose to kind of go through and read them all, kind of put myself in that specific mindset, things like that. And it makes it easier because I don't have to look at my inbox and see a bunch of different emails and kind of be confused about what's going on. I can go through and sort by folder. I also started to do this with my personal email because my personal email is a mess, y'all. When I say a mess, girl, I had like 10,000 emails in there. And I know some of y'all are gasping for air right now. And then some of y'all are like, girl, I got like 20K, what's good? So, you know, I don't know where you fall right now, but just know I have a lot of emails in my personal email. And I went through, I was trying to delete some. I don't know why I thought I was about to sit there for like 10 minutes and delete 10,000 emails, a lie. I did not do that. I deleted like 500. And even that, like I got so tired, I was like batching it too, but I got so, so, so tired. But I went through and I started to figure out like what are the important emails that are coming through here? You know, any specific things. Like I know right now I've been sending a lot of like podcast pitches for guests. Guys, we're getting some some dope guests in 2022. So get ready for that. I also have a couple ones planned for the rest of this year too. So get ready for that as well. But I have like podcast guest stuff going out. So like all of those emails, when those guests respond to me, things like that, they're tagged in a certain way. So I don't miss them. Because again, if you're getting a lot of emails and your inbox is crowded, like you are about to miss important stuff. And I feel like that makes you just fall behind like productivity wise. Also too, when you get a lot of emails, I don't know about you, but I have found that there are times when I will literally spend just hours trying to figure out what the hell is going on in my inbox. And that's a waste of time. So the more that you can organize it from the very, very beginning, like as soon as the email comes in, the more that you can actually go through and check your emails in a faster and more productive way and save yourself time. Cut down the email you know, reading, email answering from an hour to maybe 30 minutes. And that saves you 30 minutes in your day. And I feel like, again, it's all about working smarter, not harder. We don't have to sit here and check every single email. If we can allow Google to sort the emails for us from the very beginning, then we can save ourselves time when it comes to reading them or mass deleting the ones that actually don't matter to us. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, my fourth tip. This is a fun one. Focus by turning off distractions. So fun, so simple, so uh, refreshing. (laughs) So this is one where I, listen, I love to do this. I actually like to play this little game and I'm gonna like give y'all the actual like science behind the game in a second. But I'll play this little game with myself where I'll pick a task on my to-do list and I set a certain amount of time and I set a time that I think it'll take me and I like, sometimes I'll go under that time a little bit and then basically, I go heads down and I work on that nothing else and it's sort of like a game against beating the clock like y'all know when you're trying to go somewhere and the GPS be saying like okay you about to get there at one o'clock and you like baby I'm about to get there at 12 55 
five. You you know the game. You know the game that we all play. So it's basically like that, except, you know, you're doing it with your work and you're just trying to like focus and do a certain specific task, but no distractions to try to get it done in a certain amount of time. Again, I did a little bit of research for this specific episode because I was looking into the distractions and the focus and things like that because I wanted to bring y'all some facts and figures, you know, to illustrate this topic a little bit more, illustrate this point a little bit more rather. And according to a study on the implications that the presence of a cell phone has on attention, they said results of two studies reported here provide further evidence that the mere presence of a cell phone may be sufficiently distracting to produce diminished attention and deficits in task performance, especially for tasks with greater attentional and cognitive demands. So long story short, even the mere presence, like even you just having your phone down on the table is enough to distract you. Like you guys know when you're sitting there trying to do something and maybe you don't even have like notifications on or maybe your phone is on silent or whatever the case may be, but you look over, you glance over to your left and you see your phone on the counter or on your desk or wherever and you pick it up. You're like, oh, let me, let me just check in on Instagram real quick or let me just check what's what's popping on Twitter real quick or like, did my mom answer my text? Let me call her real quick. And you just get distracted. Even though no notification has come up, even though nothing has happened, you get distracted and you pick up your phone and you end up going down this rabbit hole where now you have lost focus on what you were just doing because your phone was in your vicinity and this is exactly what this research was saying they were talking about just basically like the presence of a cell phone and how that affects our cognitive attention and how that affects like the way that we focus and what happens when we try to focus when we have a cell phone around us so I love to put do not disturb on on my phone I think that Apple's new focus feature is really cool because before I don't know if you guys noticed if you ever use do not disturb because y'all my phone stay on dnd that's period but when i would have the do not disturb on like say if i was on my phone for something even if i got a text but my phone was on do not disturb it would still come through and i would see it in the little banner section but now with focus you can literally choose to not see anything like you'll be on your phone because right now i'm looking at my notes on my phone and i have my phone on do not disturb so that if anyone calls me texts me anything i don't see anything on my phone to distract me from what i'm doing and i feel like that's such a game changer for this specific setting on our phones if you have an iphone definitely make sure that you check it out and use dnd when you are working or when you're in a focused task anything like that if you don't have an iphone there are different apps on different phones that you can use i actually used to use a different app before that that wasn't do not disturb to help me get into focus where it would like lock my phone and stop basically it would do what focus does now it would do that but it took an outside app so I know there are apps out there that you can download on your phone if you don't have an iPhone that basically would allow you to do the same thing I also researched the Pomodoro technique which is essentially an actual technique that is a legitimate one like kind of like the game I just told y'all about but it's a legitimate technique okay so this was actually created in the 1980s by I'm gonna butcher this name I'm gonna try out Francesca Francesco, Francesco Cirillo, Cirillo. I apologize. I really apologize. I'm not the best with names sometimes, okay? At the time, this was designed as a time management strategy for sustaining energy and attention. And the way this technique works is that it creates a simple timetable for completing work so that you can set achievable goals in small increments of time. So the steps to like the Pomodoro technique and the way you wanna do it is you set a timer for 25 minutes. And during this time, you basically focus all of your attention, all of your 
energy, everything that you got on the task that you are completing. Then when the 25 minutes is up, you take a short break. Then you use this break to rest your brain. You basically walk around, get up, shake it out, give your body some attention, kind of take a little bit of a brain rest, rest your eyes for a little bit, especially if you were just focused on tasks. Like usually we don't think about it too much, but our eyes get so, so tired, especially if you're working on the computer, you're blinking less, all those things, your eyes get very, very tired. So you take a break after 25 minutes. And after four rounds or every four rounds, you take a longer break. So basically you might take a five minute break after the first 25 minutes of work. Then you go back, you do another 25 minutes of work, take a five minute break. But after four rounds, you want to take a break for about 20 to 30 minutes. And this is like a super dedicated rest time to help your cortisol levels reset, to help you sustain your attention for longer periods of time. So that when you go back to the next task, you're not necessarily tired or burnt out. You're actually ready uh, to go back into it because you've had a nice long break. So this is the whole idea of the Pomodoro technique. And I really like it specifically. I don't necessarily follow it like word for word as I just described it to you guys. But like I said, I played this little game with myself and it really helps because I feel like whenever you have like a day where it's like a lot of stuff that you got to do, sometimes it just helps to kind of like say, okay, what am I going to knock out? I'm gonna give myself 30 minutes. I'm gonna put my head down, I'm gonna put my phone away and I'm gonna just go in and do this. This also is super related to the time blocking exercise or the time blocking that I walked you guys on or walked you guys through in the last episode because this is kind of like what I will do for time blocking. Like I'll map out during this 30 minutes or during this hour, I'm only doing this. I'm only focused on this and I will literally heads down, go to work, only do that, nothing else and get it done. And it's super helpful because it's like, if you feel like you have the entire day to accomplish a specific task. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes if you feel like you got the whole day, you won't take the whole day. You might not even get it done that day. You might be like, you know what? I'm going to do it tomorrow. And you put it off until tomorrow. But if you tell yourself, this is what I'm doing for the next 30 minutes. And at the end of the 30 minutes, I'm going to be done with this task. You will get it done. You will be productive. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, baby. And my last tip is to batch your tasks when you can. Because, oh, y'all, I love me some batching. I really, really do. It's literally my favorite thing because baby, work smarter, not harder. So I'm gonna give y'all a real world example. When I started at my nine to five, we were on Pinterest, but the way the team was doing pins for Pinterest was that it would kind of be like a one-off thing. Like the uh, team would write like an article, like we write like blogs and articles and stuff. So someone would write that. And then, you know, the team, the social team, which is the team that I'm on, would publish like a pin for it. It was kind of like a one-off situation where it was like something would happen then a pin would get published something would happen then a pin would get published and so when I came on I was like this don't seem like it's a very efficient way to do things and so I started having the team batch the tasks so we'd start by making this list of all the articles that would go into the next batch of pins so say we're talking about January we'd start by making a list of all the articles that would be pins for January then the next step would be going into Canva making all of the pins for January then the next step would be going into Tailwind, scheduling out all of the pins. So basically, instead of it being this one-off task where someone was repeating one or repeating this one mini task, like instead of batching it, if that makes sense, I made it so that we were doing these larger batches of things so that instead of getting out one pin at a time, we were getting out 100 pins at a time. Batching is something that I love because honestly, like I said, it's about working smarter, not harder. It's about not repeating a task over and over and 
over as much, but basically repeating it over and over and over less and doing a lot more in less time. One thing that happens when you actually switch from task to task. So in the earlier example that I gave where instead of someone doing all of the the list stuff at once and all of the design at once and all of the scheduling at once but instead they were doing list design schedule then list design schedule for each one what happens is that when you switch from task to task it takes your brain time to readjust it takes your brain time and energy actually to readjust to the new task so when you're switching from these different things it actually is costing you a lot of time over the course of you know the hours or the days or even the weeks as you were doing these different tasks. So in psychology, task switching, which is really hard to say, task switching or set shifting is an executive function that involves the ability to unconsciously shift attention between one task and another. I also found in my research that performance on tasks is disrupted when a switch from one task to another is required. The disruption is characterized by a slower performance and a decrease in accuracy on a given task. So According to the American Psychological Association, although switch costs may be relatively small, sometimes just a few tenths of a second per switch can add up to large amounts when people switch repeatedly back and forth between tasks. Thus, multitasking may seem efficient on the surface, but may actually take up more time and in the end involve more error. So this goes back to our focus tip that we had earlier, but also with the batching. I find that if you're batching tasks, you tend to stay on one task for a longer period of time because you're in like the zone. It's like, it's like you're in that specific zone for doing that specific thing. And then you can go on to the next specific task and get in that zone and do that specific thing. So if you're switching back and forth between things like checking your emails, looking at your phone, writing a paper, like getting up and going to get something to eat, like you're doing a bunch of different things. So your brain literally has to adjust every single time you switch from task to task. And it just takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy. So the more that you can focus on a specific task or a specific batch of items that you need to get done and get that done before moving on to the next, the better it's going to be for essentially like your energy and your brain's energy, but also for saving time and saving error. So I know you may think you're being super efficient if you're like going back and forth, doing all these different things, bouncing back and forth between task and task. But really at the end of the day, it's just going to be more room for error. And it's also going to be something that takes a toll on your mental energy. And you may find that you're actually a lot more tired at the end of workday or at the end of a school day after doing that versus if you were to focus and batch tasks, you would actually get things done in a much more efficient way and save yourself time and energy at the end of the day. So my loves, those are my additional five productivity tips. I hope they were super, super helpful for you guys. Hopefully you got something new out of this episode. Okay, hopefully I gave y'all some tea that you didn't know you was gonna get today or something like that. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really hope you enjoyed the tips and they're really helpful for you. I know personally, these are things that help me in my everyday day-to-day life with like work and just with balancing a lot of different things at once and trying not to burn out. (laughs) So hopefully it helps you as well. But I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode, listening to me, chatting with me, enjoying the tea, enjoying the water, enjoying the tequila, enjoying the hot chocolate. Make sure to go check out Instagram. Like I said, if you haven't already to enter the giveaway, the giveaway ends on November 30th. So you have some time. I'm running it for a little bit of time just to make sure that everyone who listens to the podcast, maybe if you like miss an episode or something that you hear about the giveaway, 
and have a chance to enter because I really want everyone who supports and listens to have a chance to enter if they want to enter. So I'm running it for a little bit of a longer time, but it's on the 30th. Go on Instagram to enter. I will see you guys over there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I am literally about to go to bed and go read my book. I'm going to edit this episode tomorrow because you guys, I need to know what's going on with this alien man. He literally just killed someone in the book and I'm just like, sir, <sighs> it escalated. It was just like a whole situation. Like I, uh, I can't even, I, I, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but it's getting very interesting. It's getting very good as a book. So thank you again for tuning into this episode. I will chat with you guys in the next one. Bye, my loves. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.